In the Spook Light, Chamber of Horrors, 1966. Beware the fear flasher and the horror horn. If you've seen Chamber of Horrors, you know what these words refer to, a gimmick used in this 1966 film to warn its audience of upcoming scenes of violence that were so horrific that you just had to turn away. Except that they weren't. None of the violence is shown on camera. Shh. <clears throat> when I was a kid, Chamber of Horrors showed up on television quite a bit, both during the day and in the wee hours of the night. It was one of my favorite horror movies back then, and it still is today, even with its silly fear flasher horror horn gimmick, where the picture would freeze and the screen would flash red while a loud sound effect blasted. Even as a little kid, I never averted my eyes, so I saw pretty quickly that this was just a gimmick, and the violent murders were not shown. But I still loved it. Chamber of Horrors was actually meant to be the pilot for a TV series called House of Wax, in which the proprietors of the Wax Museum, the dashing Anthony Draco, Cesare Denova, the very British and intellectual Harold Blount, played by Wilfred Hyde White, and the diminutive dwarf Pepe, played by Jose Rene Ruiz, or, as he was billed in the film, Tun Tun, who are all also amateur detectives, would solve various crimes. In this movie, the villain is Jason Cravat, played by Patrick O'Neill, in a devilishly scene-stealing performance, who chops off his own hand, to escape the police, and returns to Baltimore months later to seek revenge on those who sentence him to prison, including our hero, Anthony Draco. The film, the film received a theatrical release rather than play on television because it was considered too gruesome for TV back then. How times have changed. Chamber of Horrors is wonderfully atmospheric, and while it takes place in 19th century Baltimore, it has the look and feel of a Hammer film. While the murders aren't shown on camera, they are lurid and creative, as Cravat purchases a series of unique attachments for his missing hand, including a hook, an axe, and even a gun. Yep, Cravat is an imaginative killer and even whistles while he works in this dark little thriller with a good sense of humor. Most of the humor comes from Patrick O'Neill's performance in a role which would have suited Vincent Price quite nicely. O'Neill is terrific here, and while he did appear in other villainous roles, mostly on television, it's a shame he didn't star in more horror movies. He's really, really good, and for my money, he's the best part of this movie. Cesare De Nova is the handsome hero, and the film does a nice job pitting the two leads against each other. I mentioned Hammer Films, and there's a Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee vibe throughout as DeNova's Draco is in pursuit of O'Neill's Cravette, but remains one step behind the killer until the film's final reel, which plays out in exciting fashion as the two battle it out on the floor of the Wax Museum. Speaking of the museum, Chamber of Horrors utilizes many of the same Wax Museum sets used in the Vincent Price movie, House of Wax, from 1953. 
Wilfred Hyde White and Tuntun are also very entertaining as the two other members of the crime-solving team. It's a shame this movie didn't catch on and spark the TV series, as it would have been a lot of fun. Not really sure what happened, because supposedly Chamber of Horrors did very well and made a lot of money back in 1966. Future MASH star Wayne Rogers is also in the cast as Police Sergeant Jim Albertson, and he turns in a memorable performance. The leading lady is Laura Devon, who plays Marie Champlain, a young woman hired by Cravat to lure his intended victims to their doom. There are a lot of neat scenes in Chamber of Horrors, directed by Hy Averbach, including the opening scene where Cravette forces a trembling minister to perform a marriage ceremony between Cravette and a woman he murdered. The confrontation between Cravette and Sergeant Albertson and the climactic battle between Cravette and Draco. Stephen Candle wrote the screenplay based on a story by Ray Russell. It has an exciting plot, contains memorable and oftentimes humorous dialogue, and also creates neat characters. The film has an atmospheric and energetic music score by William Lava. Chamber of Horrors may not have spawned a follow-up TV series or gone on to be a classic of the genre, but it is more than just a gimmick movie in spite of the fear, flash, or horror horn. It's a damn fine horror movie, one of the more atmospheric thrillers from the 1960s not made by Hammer Films. It was one of my favorite horror movies as a kid. It remains so today. Looking for a museum to visit? Check out Chamber of Horrors. But remember, when you see the fear flasher and hear the horror horn, look away. Yeah, I know. There's nothing to look away from. But it still makes for a bloody good time.